Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening, then. And good night. Good night. <sighs> and happy post Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Okay. Happy Hanukkah. Oh yeah, Hanukkah started early this year. Big Before early Hanukkah, Hanukkah fell on a weekend. <laughs> this year Hanukkah fell on a weekend. <laughs> Me and my Jewish uncle was tweaking, tweaking, robbing little kids for guilt. <laughs> We should we should have done that. We should have done this skit. Damn. And by the way, Hanukkah's eight days, so every year it falls on a weekend. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, sure, you're right. Yeah, it started this year. Hanukkah started, started on, a, on a weekend. You're right, right. So me and my Jewish uncles was tweaking, robbing little kids for guilt, and so my grandpa with my ass with his belt. Mm. Um. Dave, how was your uh, how was your day of staying home and organizing records while your loved ones did something nice together? Uh, I was actually um, putting a floor in my attic. Wow. I was uh, screwing down some two by fours. So that was your Thanksgiving. Give your thanks, Thursday. baby. And you can you just take us through this? So your family gets up and says, "Okay, we're leaving now. We're going to Thanksgiving," mm-hmm. and you go, "Bye." Yeah, I did, the day before I said, uh, let me think if I'm going to go hang with the kids. And I said, um, I said, I, it'll be a, it'll be a, 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 what do you call that shit? Uh, a cold day in hell? No, no. Like an on day decision, like a day of decision. Oh, okay. Got it. Got it. Game a day term day. For, that's a game day decision. It'll be a okay. game day decision. And on the game day, I said, nah, I'm not going to go. And, and so they left the house. What time they leave the house? About noonish. All right. What time did they get back? I was gone by then. I had to work that night. I was doing comedies. So they got back in the evening and you were already gone. Yeah. And uh what how how successful was the flooring? It's good. It's good. I um I uh I'm not a handy person. I'm not a handy person at all, but I, I YouTubed a couple things. I got the right screws, the right uh uh uh, pieces of wood. Uh, I got the saw, and I went up there and just I just need some storage space up there. So I was like, "There's a lot of space up here not being used. Let me throw some fucking floor down, man." Well, and it's perfect. It kind of all works together because the more that you continue, you know, to miss holidays, and then when they get home, be out at comedy shows, the more likely it is you will eventually be living there. No, no, so no, the basement is where I'll be living. That's why I had to clean out the basement. Wait, well, what were you, you were saying that you're going to be living in the basement. You the were basement saying- is very nice. I'm cleaning out the basement, putting stuff upstairs up in the attic that I don't need and don't use. So the basement can be a, a good nice apartment, a good Comfy. apartment, a good, yeah, good. Divorce so what show, apartment. Where did you work on Thanksgiving night? I work at the Thanksgiving night. I was over at the comedy cellar and the comedy cellar takes care of the comics. 
They had a beautiful, delicious Thanksgiving Thanksgiving spread. So I did get some of the. Did you eat some of that? Yeah, I got some of the turkey and fixings. Now we know you don't care about holidays. That's right. You don't give a shit about holidays. I don't celebrate holidays. That's right. But you do love food. Yeah. Do you enjoy the Thanksgiving meal food wise or no? No, it's okay. It's okay. It's not my favorite. A lot of people hate it. I love it, but a lot of people hate it. It's not, it's okay. Like, it's like, I don't understand the tradition of those particular items. Like you can have whatever you want. Also, my problem with people is sheeple is you can go to the supermarket any day of the year and buy turkey stuffing, whatever that cranberry jelly crap is and just make it. If you love it so much, just fucking make it. Why are you waiting for the one day? Like, just make it. Any day you can make it. They sell that shit all year long. There's turkeys in the supermarket all year long. Not, not Popeye's turkeys. What's Popeye's turkeys? I got a Popeye's turkey. What do you mean? I went to Popeye's hold, in, ha- in hold up in Harlem uh, a week before Thanksgiving. There's a. There, and, it, and, I got the Popeye's Cajun turkey. What? They only sell this time of year. Is it frozen? Yep. But it's but it's seasoned. Seasoned and fried, and you reheat it. Oh my god! How did I not know about this? Um, but it's not fried like it's not like fried chicken fried. You know what I'm saying? It's not double. Why deep. don't they? I was thinking about this. Why don't they fry turkey the way they fry fried chicken? I don't know. Like, because sometimes people deep fry the whole turkey. You know what I mean? I've seen that down south. Um, right. Actually, I went to my mom's house one year for Thanksgiving in uh, Carol in uh, North Carolina, and they were a lot of people were cooking turkeys on their front porch in a deep fryer. But I don't understand why don't you just cut it up beforehand, like the same way you have pieces of chicken, cut up the pieces of turkey and fry them like chicken. Like what's the problem? I don't know. I don't know why that's not done. Why does it have to be the? What is this thing that the whole turkey has to be on the table? Like that? That I don't either. And I'll tell you what I'm doing next year. Next year, what I'm doing is I'm cooking the turkey on Wednesday. Uh huh. And then I'm I'm taking all the meat off the turkey. Yeah. And I'm dropping it in all the juices and putting it in the fridge overnight and serving it Thursday. Because the leftovers were way better than the day of. Yeah. Always. Day of was cool, but the the, the 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 next day, the juiciness was anyways. I just it's so funny though. I understand your uh, aversion to holidays. It's just one holiday I really like though, because there's so little to do except the dinner. I just like that that's all there is. Like, this is what you do, and besides that, it's just sit around chill out and then you get the next day too i love that you then have another day of nothing to do i went out to a delicious dinner you gotta dig into the history the meaning all that why man why why do i have to do that why do you do it for all the other stuff do i do it for all the stuff why do you why do you yeah why do you participate in black lives matter like it's like a day off from you you like white like woke whiteys have a guilt-free day off of caring about what's going on. It's crazy. What Thanksgiving means? Yeah. It's not just woke whiteies. I'm, I'm saying the woke whiteies are the ones that care about all the other stuff. But on this day, they're like, oh my God, did you see that? A green screen's acting up. Anyways, let's not do it. We, we've already done this show. We've done let's this so this. many times. Yeah, well, there's no, there's no need. Listen, do, um, eat your turkey. But over the weekend... A mind in my own business. Yeah. And I get a tweet from someone, you know, you know, when they just at you and then under it, it's like another tweet. Uh-huh. And the tweet underneath was like, Tanache is better than me. Mm-hmm. And it and it's a I don't like it. Here's what I don't like, Saif. Mm-hmm. You don't like when anyone sends you a clip. <laughs> And it's us in that back studio. Yeah. Because that means it's old. That means it can only be like, what, 2011 to no, 13? No, he said maybe? Rosenberg. I mean, P, um, 
sorry, Billy June said it was 2013. So that means yeah, that back studio before that's when even I worked there at the time. Right. That's when there was uh we didn't have the whole that's when people were just starting to learn how to fuck fuck with cameras so that your YouTube shit could be right. So that back room in Hot 97 was always it wasn't lit right, it wasn't set up right. The mics were terrible, mics were bad. And and this is before then after you left. Then, then they put us back in another fake studio that was trash, mm-hmm. but at least it sounded good. Mm-hmm. And it took another three years of me badgering to be like, we're the morning show. Can we just stay in our studio to do yeah. interviews, please? Yeah. What the fuck is this? Yeah. Why are we rushing out with all due respect to Megan, who I love? Why are we rushing out for the midday show? She doesn't care. Let's just do our interviews. Anyways, so when I see the when I see that back room. Mm-hmm. I go, oh, this is old. It's why old. why is someone why is someone posting something this old? Yeah. And it was a clip of Ebro making a terribly offensive and and most and, and not no, most of it. No, no. Okay, not terribly offensive. Not let me not terribly or offensive. Perceived as to some mm-hmm. a terribly offensive joke, mm-hmm. but we could all agree. Not a particularly funny joke. Okay. Um, which, 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 honestly, is the reason that I think very often things end up disastrous is if they're not funny. I think that always hurts. Anyways, fortunately for me, I corrected him in the video somewhat. You know, I was hardly a hero, I think, but mm-hmm. I was relative to Ebro. I seemed much better. I think what you said was worse. I was worse calling her Nigerian. <laughs> <laughs> so, so um, he's joking, by the way, y'all he's laughing. It was, it was a joke. So, <laughs> so um, I, I saw it once in the morning and, and I was like, Oh, that's not great. Didn't think much of it. And then about five hours later in my college group chat, my friend Indy was like, why is Ebro trending? Yeah. And these are friends of mine who, they only would mention my show if, like, there was news in yeah, some something, way. Something crossed over into their realm. So I went and looked. I went, oh, this, let me see. And I went, oh, I remember this tweet from this morning, except now it has thousands of retweets. <laughs> and what we ended up in was one of those, um, a resurfaced video. You know, mm-hmm. the stories that start mm-hmm. with a, resurfaced video yeah and ebro was in it for two days he was getting ripped to shreds is he was and, he ripped to shreds was he ripped to shreds okay let me try to frame it in a way that Seifel agrees. is he he was is he fine he was being yelled at on twitter okay so words people were typing words P- yes okay there was nobody he, actually yelling ah you know what? He's right again. Are you saying maybe there was some caps? Somebody had caps lock? People typed, in some cases, nasty words about uh-huh. Ebro. Okay. Like what? For example. Um, I mean, every version of colorist, racist, He's not racist, black. Racist, not supporting black people. Uncle Tom. Uh, for for a, uh, a mediocre joke. I think it was slightly worse than mediocre, but sure, whatever. No, you're saying the effect of it was mediocre, or the the intent behind it was mediocre, like more than mediocre. Oh, the level of offense? You're saying it's more than mediocre. I'm saying the joke itself was just not a good joke. I was a typical Ebro joke. Jokes that we've heard him make a million times. Yeah, yeah. As a guy named as a as a biracial dude named Ebro having fun with another biracial person who has a name that's different. That's the lane he was operating in. Like, this is what his life is like, so he's gonna fuck around with it. And eight years later, here's the question I have. Here's my And, and by the way, credit to Ebro, he did what he always suggests other people do, and what? he just said, I'm sorry, and just kind of sat in it, and, yeah. and, and, it, and it passed. Yeah, of um, course it did, because it's but nothing. Here's, but here's my question. Yeah. Who are the people 
who do the the resurfacing shit. Like every time you see one of these things, yeah. there's an original tweet. And in the original tweet, it's someone who just like arbitrarily is like, wow. And they have a clever caption like that. Yeah. Like, oh, she's better than me. Yeah. And it's like, but you. Well, like say she handled it better than that person would have. Yeah, because that person handled what? Know. Because handled what? You don't even know how she handled it because it doesn't even show her reaction. And you don't even know what her relationship was with people. You don't know if she was even laughing afterwards. Like, that's the whole thing about editing. Like, you cut it before. She might have had a great uh, response that cancels all of this nonsense. You know what I mean? But it's all cut up. It's all cut out. It's bullshit. And, uh, but my favorite part was, Saif, the, first of all, the insane amount of backhanded compliments I got. What? Like what? Yo, even <laughs> the white boy Rosenberg knew, or I can't believe that Rosenberg, <laughs> people were in shock that it was, I was capable because of my evil white DNA. They were in shock that I didn't scream out like, that's right, Ebro, and double down on it. It, it was shocking to people that I was like, no, no, that's not what you should say. Like, <laughs> yo, that's a low, yo, that's a low bar for like, it just goes to show you, man, like how little equity both of us have with that crowd. We have no equity whatsoever. Yeah, but those, those, that, those people are probably not even from New York. They only oh, no, ever- they don't know us at all. They only ever catch a couple snippets. Ebro's Ebro's name has just become synonymous with like random interview moments. You know what I'm saying? They're not listening to the actual morning show every day. They definitely didn't listen back then because they're probably young. You know what I mean? It's dumb. Um, but alas, he survived. Oh, one. really? Is he okay? You say that. But I mean, listen, they can add up and, and eventually be damning. I don't think no. to Ebro. I, I'm, I'm just glad it was could add up. I'm talking about this particular incident. What would he what would he get in trouble for? What would he get fired for or canceled for? For what? Right. For what? What did he do? He made a bad joke. Okay. It happens. When you're on the fly doing interviews every day and you're doing live radio, or even if it's taped and you're treating it as an interview. You might make a fucking joke that doesn't fucking fly. Okay. So what? Jesus Christ. Uh, and that's that. Um, Now, I came down to the Washington, D.C. area. Yeah. It's where I am now. Oh, my, my God. Mind. I forgot to tell you this. Last week when I was in, or no, a couple weeks ago, yeah. when I was at the D.C. Improv, I was like... <laughs> I was like, I was going on stage. I was like, what's up, district? What's up in the district? Y'all call it the district? Y'all should call it the district. And I just kept beating on that all night. And I go, oh, y'all call it DMV, right? And I said, I said, okay, who's better though? The the M or the V? And every night there would just be people yelling across the room. <laughs> so then I go, where this see, I could get canceled for this. And I go, where's the M? And people make noise. Where's the V? People make noise. I go, where are the Jews? And I'm saying this because of I know you are from Maryland. Right. So I go, where do, where which part of the which part of the, do the Jews live in? The M or the V? And people are like, M, M. I said, okay. M is Long Island, V is New Jersey. <laughs> that's that's and by the way, I mean, in some ways. <laughs> it was it was crushing every night. Yeah. And and every time people got animated about it, like every the time, difference. every time, I'm like, "Who's the worst driver?" It's V, V, V. Yo, it's my theory though. No, the place that people always confuse you with being from is always the biggest offense. What do you mean? So you meet someone from Australia and you go, "Yo, you're from New Zealand?" Fuck yeah. no, I'm from yeah. Australia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, you're from New York? I'm from fucking Jersey. Oh, you're from like the Virginia area. What? No, I'm from Maryland. Yeah, yeah. 
And that's the mistake that people always make. Obviously, because it's the closest place in proximity. Yeah. Anyways, my man, um, my man Quartermain. Quartermain. Who won at listeners? If you're a hardcore fan, remember he actually co-hosted an episode with me years. Year, I'm talking years. Wait, ago. When was this? Years ago. Before Chameleonaire was in Brooklyn. Honestly, probably after Chameleonaire was in Brooklyn. Okay, but still years ago. At the time that's referred Chameleonaire in Brooklyn. That time period, CIB. It's probably after CIB. Um, you know, there's before CIB <laughs> and after CIB. I think it's after CIB. Right. But, you know, he's my 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 dear friend from forever. Yeah. He was looking around at, um, th- there's this antique area right near my brother. So I live in Chevy Chase. My brother lives in Kensington, one mile away from me. Mm-hmm. Right near where my brother lives, there's this tiny little commercial area in the middle of an area that's not commercial. Mm-hmm. And and in this little commercial area, all they have is antiques, mm-hmm. including this little one that has, you know, it's like a mini antique ball. Like when you walk in, it has like maybe eight, maybe eight little shops within yeah. this one thing. And my man, Daryl, inquired about the prices and got one rented it out and now opened a little record shop with the same name of the record shop his dad had in brooklyn when he was a little kid wow um love people and they opened this little record store and i went in yesterday it's right there on Howard Avenue in Kensington. It's called Love People Records. And it's such a cool little spot. And, like, I don't know if people will find it. We don't know what it will do over time. You know, it's such a random place for there to be a dope record store. Like, you, it's not near anything. So we wonder, over time, we'll see if people find it. Right. But yesterday, I brought them a whole bunch of shit. I got so much shit. Yo, I got so much shit to give him too. So much vinyl. I had like promotional cassettes that I just don't need, but but are great trinkets for a store. Mm-hmm. You, had that, you had that. You How big? Yeah, I'd say sixteen by ten. What? That's it? It's one room. One because it's in, you know, you're walking in and each little store yeah, like has booth, its own yeah, it's like a booth. booth. Yeah. But it's enough room for you to have, you know, four or five people could be in there looking at shit at uh-huh. one time. Uh-huh. It's got he's got he's got the listening station set up beautifully with the techniques and a, a pair of beats headphones and the receiver. Uh-huh. His his selection is fucking great. Prices are reasonable. You know, like the way he put it was he's going to price it where you're not going to go in and just cop something like that you don't give a shit about. You're going to have to pay enough that you care. Yeah. But he's also not going to rip, you know, he's also not going to rip you off. If there's some record that douchebags sell for 20, but you he knows is a super common record, he's not going to sell it for 20. He's going to sell that one for eight. But if there's a break record that on Discogs might be two bucks, but he knows it has the fire break on it. Yeah. It might be 12. Interesting. So like it, it's for people who know and care. And when is it um, open? When is it open? Yeah. So that's interesting. You ask. Yeah. The prop. Did you ask because it's in this residential neighborhood? No, because it, just, it, it just feels like it's a small thing where he doesn't have like employees manning it, you know, all correct. Day, every day. So it's open it's open every day but Monday because they're closed on Monday for whatever reason. The, the shopping whole the whole antique shopping thing is closed. So he's there uh, ten to five every day but Monday. And this is his job now. He left his job job a while ago during pandemic. Oh, okay, got it. He's been investing and just doing his own kind of little things here and there. Wow. So the way he, the way he looked at it is he's going to keep doing his other things. 
but he'll just yeah. be set up in the shop every day. This is like his office. It's the office. It's his but office, it's but it has a, a record shop attached. It's it's kind of the dream in some ways. Yeah, like you would be you'd be happy if your office was a record shop. No, absolutely, I would love that. I would love with that. all your junk. Oh, I would love that. I I I <laughs> I'm going through some shit now where like I had to get all my shit out of my other basement, bring it to my new house go through it, organize it, figure out what's going in the attic that I'll never touch. What's the, I found a big L um, autograph that I didn't even know I had uh, a big L autograph on the inside paper of a vinyl, you know, like the, the, the vinyl with the, the paper with the circle. That is one of the worst things to have autographed. He, he spelled my name wrong. It must've been from BAU days. He spelled my name with an S. I, I don't even remember it when I found it. I was like, Oh shit. But um, but like I would love like I don't want to display all my shit in my basement. I don't want my basement to look so cluttered. But I would love to display all this shit. I got like Saif, the Bismarck clock. I got the Master P doll. I got all the the Ghostface and Jizza puzzle, um, album cover puzzles. Saif, how do we? How do we do something similar where we don't invest a ton in the space, but we're able to put our shit there. <laughs> we can even have a little studio for one at. Yeah. But we're not dependent on it making money. All it needs to do is cover rent and we'd be good. I don't know. I don't know how to get the income part of it. I don't know how it covers rent. Like, what well, you we have selling? Because I don't want to sell my stuff. You wouldn't sell any records? Oh, records, yeah. I would sell some records. That's what we sell. And by the way, so so but this it would is only great. but oh, but we're not gonna I have a collection of records that we could put on sale. But when that sells out, we're not getting well, more product. You have to have someone who works there who buys product too. That you need to do some work. Yeah, that's which that's we fine. couldn't do. Yeah. So you would need to hire one person. But that's what I'm saying. Cover rent and now cover um, an employee. Supply intake or whatever you call it. You know what I mean? Shit. <laughs> so he was telling me some about the conversations he's having with people because, like, you know, obviously I, I came through and brought him stuff. I'm sure we have other friends who did the same. Like, yo, take this, take this, yeah. like, get started, you know? Like, yeah. And obviously he has good shit himself, but he's also having these conversations where he's trying to get people to come off of stuff. Yeah. And and the best thing is he was telling me about a conversation he had with my man D Smooth. Do you know D Smooth? No. D Smooth's a New York hip hop guy. Used to work at Up Above Records, but also used to work at like, he was a DJ. He was around a lot of shit. Was around Pete Rock a lot. And he said D Smooth was like, he was trying to get D Smooth to come off some records. And D Smooth was like, nah, man, I need all, I need these doubles. And he was like, why? <laughs> why, why do you still need doubles of everything? He's like, nah, I just might need both. <laughs> and I'm like, because now I realize, yo, I really could sell more than I realized I could because I don't need doubles anymore. Yeah. Like you might want to keep a few doubles for fun. Yeah. But but Saif, you have doubles of everything. Everything, yeah. But I already did that. I already did one. Remember I gave you a lot of records at one time? But those were triples and quadruples. Yeah, those were me like doing a, um, what do you call it? Like a uh, a purge. That was and, a purge. And by, and by the way, your purge included some pretty high level yeah, stuff. Yeah, there's some shit. And yeah, you're right. Those are like, like even like I had like eight of the box set of the clips um, first album where they had all the singles and instrumentals. Yeah, you had, and all you that. had like eight of those. Yes. So then I got rid of um, four of them. I still have four in the, in the, in the collection. And like, now I have to go through my records again. Cause I'm about to I have to move them. Finally, after all these years, I have to move my whole record collection. And I was like, do I need four? You know what I mean? Like, do I need four of these clips things? These are fucking heavy as shit. Right. You could probably be good with... By the way, aren't there doubles in each one? Yeah. 
<laughs> so essentially, you need one. I need two. I need two. Come on. One has doubles. No, but the box set. You need, you know, come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. So, so maybe we should take, maybe after you do this purge, though. Yeah. We should set up a thing and maybe we could do it in conjunction with Daryl's store and we pick a location somewhere and do a one day thing. Bro, if we do a one day thing, but we promote it, it'll be fire. But like, yeah, I got like, I got like, I got some shit. Like, there's some, like, here's the thing though. Oh, sorry, I dropped my headphones. Here's how I'm gonna do it though. I will give up some shit, some dope ass shit. Like, mob deep, uh, drop a gem on them 12 inches that never came out. The promos, yeah, I remember with the little mob deep logo on it, yeah, with the little dragon or whatever it is. Yeah. Like, the that's, the that's the Tupac disc, if you don't know. I'll throw those in there. But you gotta take two bullshit records, also. That's a great point. You have like I'll give you the fire, but you gotta take some bullshit. Well, that's the whole thing about doing any of this stuff. Hold on, I'm gonna go in my. Hold on. Let's go in my childhood bedroom real quick. Hold on. Where were you before? I was in Nick's bedroom. Okay. Here's my disastrous closet. Oh my god. This is just where shit got shoved, like that never got organized. But there's, yeah. but there's real shit in here. It's not like, I mean, there's trash. Yeah. What's that? What's that record right there that you're touching? This? Yeah. What's that? Lincoln Park. <laughs> uh, Voltage Three, reanimated by Evidence, featuring Pharrell Monch, cuts by DJ Babu. <laughs> OC, half good, half sinner. You probably don't remember. That. Ooh, ooh, ooh. This is painful to see. This is not what you ever want to see, Sif. What is this? This is one half of a De La Soul Bionics oh, album yeah, yeah, yeah. in a random jacket. You know what yeah. How did that ever happen? You know how it happened. How about this? What's this one? I can't read it. There's a reflection. Oh, the outsiders. See, that's fire right there. Outsiders, doubles with red and meth. Now, this stuff is better. Those shelves mm-hmm. are alpha, at least alphabetical. Okay. So there's some level of, you know, break of dawn. Yep. Yep. Let's see what's next to break of dawn. Let's see here. Hold on. Ego trip in part two. Those nice. go together. By the way, so annoyed when this was a single vinyl when it came out. Why? The Day Lost Stakes is high. I oh, the album. Vinyl. You're talking about the album. Yeah, it's such yes. a beautiful album, too. Yeah, yeah. And this is mint. This is the crispiest mint record. Stick a bush. Stick a bush. Stick a bush. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Scythe. Love yeah. this joint. What is this? Oh, yes. The more super sweet steaks, baby. With the all these random clean amount of day. I went through my I went through my entire Daylight collection in my computer because I was like, I want to put a lot of Daylight on my phone because you know it's still not available for streaming or whatever. Yep. The amount of different remixes and versions they had. <laughs> It was crazy. They were like making so much shit. What do we got here? The original promo or whatever bootleg ass looking record for Rock Cocaine Flow. For what? Rock Cocaine Flow, the one with Doom. Oh, for um, De La Soul with Doom. Yep. Who's record? Man. De La or Doom? De La. Really? Oh, sure. Long Island shit. I never even thought about it that way. Yeah, he's from Long Island. Oh, how about this? Uh, Chub Rock, just the two of us. Was that a big record in New York? Not that I remember. Because it was huge in D.C., boy. Was it? Because it's go-go sounding. 
That's not how I describe it generally, but yeah, that's what you're saying is true. So, anyways, shouts to my man Daryl. Um, it was so fun. Also, for me, he lives further away than that store is. So now yeah. he's gonna be just near my parents' house all the time in the store. So I just have a place to escape my parents' house to. Yeah. I I mean, oh man, I it's a great uh it's a great um I don't know how to call it, like a a vision, a fantasy, a dream come true. It's just not like I don't know, man. In order to if make money, mob deep. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, the cut corner. You love a cut corner. Like, cut do corner. I need two copies? Do I need two copies of the... Yes. Of what? What is that? Murder music? Yes, you need two copies. You're sure? Yes. Why? There's a lot of shit you don't need two copies of. Any Biggie, Nas, Mob Deep, fucking... Rock him. You need the two, man. Come on. Two copies of the burn promo? Yeah, it's in one sleeve. In one sleeve, baby. So that's fine. It takes up the same amount of space. <laughs> How often did you go same sleeve? Only if I was taking it out. Yeah, well, that's why burn was like that, because burn yeah. was an out record. Yeah, if you take it out. I had a I had a whole I had a whole system. I had I had my outgoing record. I still have it in my basement set up this way. I have my outgoing records. Those are the records that would come in and out of the crates and be yep. taken to parties. They were yep. labeled. They were BPM. They had the marks on it. Everything. What? What is this? This is this old indie. You remember uh, Beyond Real? Sounds familiar. The label, I think it was... Wasn't it Spinna's label? Sounds familiar. Yeah, produced by DJ Spinna. Beyond mm. Real was Spinna's label. Okay. And there's a group, there's a this record, Old World Disorder, Scam mm. 2, and Shadow Man. Ooh. The B side. Shadow Man. How would Ebro feel about that name? This is from 1998. Ooh. Beyond Real. The B-side is featuring Eminem on this indie-ass record. What oh. the fuck? I remember this call. Where's your turntables? Man, I don't have a turntable here. How you don't have a turntable there? Yo, Billy June, see if you can find this. Anywhere old, that you have your disorder. records, you need to have a turntable nearby. There's one here, but it doesn't fucking work. What's wrong with you? Are you, Ooh, you know what this is, off. though. You Are know what you this are? is. I can't see. Original flavor. Oh, is it? Can I get open? You know it. <laughs> I didn't even mean yeah, it. Son. No, that was real. <laughs> that was real, bro. You know it. <laughs> that was real. Oh my god! I love right now. I love that a bunch of dudes are laughing and their girls are like, what, what, what was so funny? What, what? Yo, what if there's a girl <laughs> out there laughing and the dude doesn't get it? Oh, stop it. They don't. Carhartt girls are dead. <laughs> Eric B and Rakim know the ledge. Um. Anyway, shouts to, uh, shouts to Daryl and, and, uh, love people. Very excited. Next time I go down to the D.C. area, I'll bring him some shit. That would be very nice. He'd be so excited if you pop through. He said he's also going to start selling. Um, He wants Me? to just have for fun radio tapes. Mm. He doesn't know. people. Not so much necessarily a thing for, for people to buy a ton of, but just to culturally have in there. Old Future Flavors, Old Flex, Old Red Alert, Marley, et cetera, et cetera. Well, let's hear this. Let's see how this old... Old World Disorder Eminem is. 
That's right. SB 1200. I be the man of the day. Three, six, five. Yeah, see the books. You saying a scam ain't trying to hear. Busting lyrics in the air. Keep us up a bit in shame. Yo, scam. What the fuck you doing? I'm releasing the air. Oh, I remember this. Three, six, five a year. So they both be saying Shady ain't trying to hear. Spitting lyrics in your ear. Keep us up in the shame. Yo, shake. What the fuck you doing? I'm releasing anger. You Yo, that was the most indiest sounding yeah, late nineties ish I've ever heard. Everything about it sounds like fat beats, stretch armstrong, everything about it. Oh my gosh, Scythe. So I, the other day, I had this thing to do. So I'll go into the room again. So I, uh, oh, Scythe, look what this is. Look close. Oh, there it is. The, the Clips, Clips box set. So I had to kill some time in Midtown. I showed up someplace and uh, I was doing something for Raekwon. And I got to the place he told me to be. He told me to be there at 11 o'clock originally. Yeah. So I get there at 11 o'clock and I, I check my phone and he's like, you don't need to be there till 1230, King. I was like, oh, I'm standing here now. And he it's told 11. you that at 1115. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I guess I better figure out something to do. Thanksgiving Tuesday in Midtown. So. I decided to head over to Rock and Soul and see what was popping. Good move. Rock and Soul is a Good record move. store slash mm-hmm. audio equipment hub yep. in Manhattan. And move too, because it used to be right on, I want to say Seventh Ave. Correct. 36, 35th. I think I think 36 and 7th. That sounds right. 36 and 7th. And it was uh right on the main strip. Uh impossible to park. Impossible to even pull over and run in, but you know it was it was fire. But then they moved it to like they moved it more onto the block, like thirty six or thirty seventh. It's or like thirty fifth or thirty six or thirty seventh, yeah. and it's closer to like fifth. It's like yeah. it's much further east. It's kind yeah. of annoying. I went in there in the middle of the day. Mm-hmm. Different kind of nothing going on. <laughs> different different kind of empty. <laughs> And I went, okay, perfect. I'm going I'm to spend a little time. I got nothing to do. Yeah. So I go back to the DJ sec, the, the, the record DJ area. And these days, um, these little companies put out these bootleg 45s. Uh-huh. So it'll be like a hip-hop record that never existed on 45. And they just reissue it on 45. Illegally or? I think both. Okay. There's a there's a Bucktown one with the instrumental, you know. There's a Smith and Wesson recognized remix. There's a, I got one that was like, oh, I got Ill Al Scratch, where my mm-hmm. homies. Yep. I got um this weird Cherche Lagos kind of DJ remix. That's a kind of cool play it at a party kind of joint, but remix version of it. Yep. Just kind of funky DJ shit, right? So there's a guy pricing records. So I say, yo, man, where could I find the um, <laughs> these hip-hop reissues? Where could I find, like, just all the hip-hop? Re- and I stop mid-sentence because this person is either on the phone yeah. or wearing headphones because one thing is clear that they're not doing, and that is listening to me. In any way whatsoever. <laughs> no remote acknowledgement. Was Sharon in there? She is she one of the Israeli ladies? Yeah. She was there doing other stuff. Okay. She's the she's the she's the dope. She's the dope. No, no, no. The Israeli ladies who like run it yeah. are great, yeah. friendly. Yeah, she's the best. I love her. I don't think she <clears throat> I, 
we sort of missed each other when I came in and I was wearing a mask, so we didn't really interact. Oh, see, you and gotta I, interact with her. She's the best. I know, and I thought I'd see her when I was leaving. I did. She probably would have been giving me a discount, been all yeah, nice. Yeah. I didn't get to have that experience. It's just the DJ guy in the back. Yeah. So halfway through my sentence, I stopped because obviously the only thing that's clear is this person doesn't know that another human is talking because we have social cues, ways that we look at each other yeah. and acknowledge humans to let them know that you too are a human who can understand. Yeah, yeah. So halfway through the sentence, I stop and I go, oh, excuse me, sir. And he then moves his head <laughs> doesn't look uh, like doesn't look towards me i'd say right but moves his head and goes yeah i'm listening and i went oh sorry i had no idea you could hear me talking and he goes all right man just finish what do you want to say wow <laughs> wow <laughs> i said and in my brain <laughs> i thought well what i want to say <laughs> is you're aware that this industry is dying and no one comes <laughs> into these places. You're aware I'm the only person here, right? Yeah. But all I said was, oh, okay, where can I find these? Even upon that, I got the worst instructions that pointed me to a general bin of nastiness. <laughs> no organization in the bin. Yeah. You have to flip through every 45 and just hope you stumble on what you're looking for it was like it was a parody of the movie high fidelity that's <laughs> yeah. how over the top mean it was yeah 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 i was like man we i forgot why to why did record store guys who are pricing the records always have to be that way and like and like now like you're still being that way now that is nonsense Bro, y'all y'all are charging $14.99 for 45s. That's the era we live in because that's the only way to make this viable. Is that you have there, to charge there are there are some people out there who will buy it. Yes. A very, very, very tiny percentage, a tiny percentage of the DJ community <clears throat> right. is into 45s. So you have to overprice them to even break even. Cool. Got I'm here. I'm going to pay for it. I came in. I'm buying. If I really, really want to be about playing 45s and also owning a jukebox, which you are both. Yes. I'm the I'm your customer. I'm here. Like you should be rolling out the proverbial red carpet right now. No, you know, it would. We you know what the move would have been. Yo, man, let me show you some good ones. I yeah. got this. I got this. Yeah. Yo, bro. And of course, like, he's sitting there pricing and listening to some, like, obscure-ass dance hall. Yeah. Like, that you're going to overprice so no one on earth will buy it. It's just going to sit in a bin yeah. from now until eternity. I'm here to spend money right now. Or even this. How about this? Hey, man, listen. I know the 45 game is on fire right now, but our system is a little bit of a mess right now. But you know what? It's fun to dig. You know that. It's why you're in here, buddy. Dig around. It's fun to dig. Yeah, I can tell you exactly where they are, but you know you love digging because that's what we're all here for. We want to recreate those memories and those moments. So have at it. And you'd be like, I do love to dig. I do yeah. love to do. I'd go, right. I'd go in my brain, I'd go, wow, that was a really good story for the fact that nothing's organized, but okay, I'll yeah. play along. Yeah. No. Instead, <laughs> to be honest, made me feel this big. Damn, I wish I, the, I wish Sharon was there, man. She she at that point I could hear her. She was upstairs talking to someone else. Yeah. And I was just like, bro. Okay. She treats me so well, bro. Like, oh, I took I my turntables there. Like, when I unburied my turntables from whatever pile they were under. And I said, I want to I want to set my turntables back up. 
let me bring them to rock and soul and they'll like rewire them clean all the connections you know tune them up get a tune up on your turntables yep she's like call me when you're outside i'll run out and come get them I, you know what i mean like they take care of you if if it, and that guy's no 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 they, they she they are she is one of the friendliest people at any yeah. store i've ever dealt with she just happened to not be there yeah. in that moment yeah, and yeah. i was stuck with dr doom <laughs> yo so um it was oh, just a classic dj man. moment uh speaking of doom oh, okay. go ahead no no, no you some, go ahead i got some hip hop moments please uh dave Chappelle over at madison square garden did we talk about this? No. That was after the show last week. Right. Um, Dave Chappelle over at Madison Square Garden. He uh, He's on tour showing his, his movie. I've been trying to stay off Instagram because I, I have this thing. I'll go on Instagram. I'll scroll five, six, seven pictures. Once I get to a picture that makes me a little jealous or angry, I turn off Instagram. I turn it off. Get out of there. So a lot of Chappelle pictures lately have been making me jealous and angry. He's in the Bay Area with E-40 and Too Short. He's uh, in Ohio with Bone Thugs and Harmony and Erica Badu, blah, blah, blah. So my anger is getting the best of me where I'm like, I'm not going to any of these Chappelle things. Fuck that. I'm not going to any of them. They don't have me on the shows. They don't have me on the shows. I'm not going. And normally I, and because it also I'm not sitting home doing nothing, I can just go do comedy, which is what I love to do anyway. Exactly. But um, I had to have a, like, I had to have a real talk with myself. And I was like, yeah, you wish you were on the Chappelle shows. You're not, you've been replaced this run by some other people, whatever. I'm like, you're in the movie. I'm saying this to myself in the mirror. You're in the documentary. Show love. Go show love, man. Go show support. Take yourself out of wishing you were on the road with Dave and just go be Dave's friend. You know what I mean? Good so idea. I said, fuck it. So I'm going to go. I go show up. Go to Madison Square. I mean, my guy, my guy Jake is downstairs at the, at the area where we come in. So it's like I breeze right in. You know what I mean? Like I can't even get in any easier. Like they... They drag me in. Get in here. Get in here. We go upstairs. Um, the movie is two hours long. So people are in there. You're watching the movie. Dave was sitting in the in a seat watching the movie. It was really cool. Oh, in the crowd? Like a, like a private section for like Dave and his friends. Okay. So I'm looking at all the dressing rooms. I see John Stewart dressing room. I see... Rakim, I see Fat Joe, Busta Rhymes, uh, her. Those are the those are the names on the dressing rooms I see. So like the movie's playing two hours. I'm just hanging out in the back, um, and then and then the rappers start showing up. You know what I mean? So I see Spliff Star. I see. Um, uh, Talib Kweli's there, but he's not performing. But you know he's on tour with Dave. Uh, I see Robert Glasper, Questlove is hanging out around backstage. Um, or someone else, El DeBarge. Okay, El DeBarge was with Robert Glasper. He he rolls up. I said, "Hey Glasper, um, could you do me a huge favor? Could you introduce me to El DeBarge, please? Could you please tell him I'm somebody?" And then I want to meet this guy. Um, and then uh, Elder Barge is like, hey, do you know where Fat Joe's dressing room is? He's like, yeah, it's right back here. I'll take you. We walk to the back. Fat Joe's there. Elder Barge and Fat Joe have a, a warm embrace. They know you each other. Stand. And uh, Fat Joe's like, yo, come on stage with me. So Rakim goes first, kills it. But you know Rakim, he's smooth. You know what I mean? Smooth. Because I don't get upset. Um, so he's Rakim is on stage, he kills it. <clears throat> then Fat Joe, I go, hey Fat Joe, uh Elder Barge wants to say hi. He sees him, they go crazy. Then he goes, Yo, come out with me, come out with me. So the bar Elder Barge is like, Oh, I'll just say L for now on. 
Elle's like, um, no, 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 I'm just chilling. He's like, no, come out, come out. So Fat Joe looks at me with 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 what only could be um the way uh, a boss, a manager, some kind of supervisor talks to a low-level employee, like a low, low-level, entry-level employee. He looks Someone at me. Someone who could be fired in the in a second. Looks at me like he doesn't know my name. He goes, "Go tell Ted Smooth to play Elder Barge record." And I'm like, "Fuck! I want this moment to happen." Fat Joe's about to go on stage. Like Rakim's on his last song. Fat Joe's. I ha- I I can help this great moment happen. Where Fat Joe's only doing three songs, and now he's gonna add Elder Bars to come out. I want to see this in Madison Square Garden. Sure. I don't want to be talked to like a schmohawk. You see my shirt? A schmohawk. Wow. I don't want to be talked to like a schmohawk. And it's like. I hey Joe, I also haven't seen you in a long time. Like you haven't seen Elder Barge in a long time. I'm also happy to see you post pandemic. Had you not seen him yet? No, I haven't seen him. God, okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I, Wait, I got you. Don't want you don't want a friend from the industry who you've known for 20 years. To talk to you like he owns an ice cream shop <laughs> and you're beneath the scoopers. You're like the just the, the sweeper. Yeah, I'm a sweeper. I'm a yeah, homeless I, man that goes, I was, could I could I sweep for tips? And just you know, now, do you think was he really directing it at you? Or it was, was it a general? Tell Ted Smooth. It was, he looked, he said it to me. And also remember, I'm the one who brought Elder Barge over. So I was in the, 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 the personal transaction happening. I was in it. Right. And, and he, and he, and uh, it was a feeling I had where I was like, I should say, fuck you. Like, fuck you. You know what I mean? Fuck Go you. Tell that to yourself. Yeah, fuck you. And I was like, uh, I want to see this happen, though. And I also don't want to cause a problem backstage. But also, like, to Fat Joe, in that moment, I just looked like a disgraced radio personality hanging out backstage with a bunch of other hip-hop artists. Right. Where, really, I'm an established comedian that is often on tour with Dave Chappelle. And I'm back here as Dave Chappelle personal family not because ebro was right there too ebro was right there in that backstage area ebro is a radio guy from new york who's invited to the show and he's going to come to the new york show and be treated well because he's a new york guy in the industry you know which by the way still puts him levels above me who would not receive I never heard from Corey Smith about anything. Yeah, anything. you're not. We're not gonna hear from. Yeah, yeah. So then, so then, so my ego is bruised a little, but I also want to see this thing happen, and it's like it's about to go down. Like, and then thank God I did do this because I run up there, I run on stage, and I was like, I'm not going on stage tonight for no matter what. I'm just here chilling. Then I had to go on stage to tell Ted Smooth who was about to play lean back I get up there and Ted Smooth is loading his songs onto DJ Trauma's computer which according to Ted Smooth's instructions he's playing lean back he's playing what's love gotta do with it um, what's love right Joe and then um, uh, all the way up that's all he's playing So now I'm like, okay, now I have to get trauma involved because Ted Smooth doesn't have his laptop. So now I have to tell trauma and Ted Smooth, hey, Elder Barge is coming out with Fat Joe. Can you get, ooh, um, I like it. Okay. And that's already complicated because dealing with trauma sometimes, he don't, he's very territorial and Ted Smooth is using his computer and they're like, they're loading up the MP3s. It's not going looks like it's not going super smoothly 
And um, and I was just like, damn, am I fucking getting sunned right now? Is this another one of those Scythe sun moments? You know? So whatever, I just fucking do it. And I'm just like, ah, that's not the way I want to be treated. Then he performs. It was great. I was in the background going crazy. Yay, I was leaning back. Right. And then Buster comes out. And uh, and when you're just when you think you're feeling bad, Buster just walks out and kicks you in the face. No, 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 no. Buster, Buster was in a good mood. He was he was Friday C. It was Friday C. Okay. So, so, but I'm already back. I'm back by the DJ, just hanging out as a DJ. Like it would not even be strange to see me there. I'm like a DJ. So Buster's performing. I'm starting to get really. It's going. You know, Buster. Come on, Madison Square Garden, Buster. He's only doing like three, four songs. So it's like he's packed in it. It's like fully packed of energy. So I go on side of the DJ booth where next to a drum set that her was using. Oh, she performed first, but she did like a long R and B set. You know what I mean? And then Rakim came out. Uh, so I'm standing next to the DJ booth and I'm going crazy. I'm like, perform. I'm Spliff Star Jr. I'm Spliff Star Jr. And Corey Smith. Uh, if anyone doesn't know who Corey Smith is, he's a, a he was the manager of Most Def and Talib Kweli back in the day. He also managed De La Soul. Corey Smith is very instrumental in all the musical acts that were on the Chappelle show. Anytime there's music involved with Chappelle, Corey's there. Corey's the guy Dave calls when he wants musical hip-hop performances. You know what I mean? So if you watch the documentary, the Dave Chappelle movie, when there's a lot of musical acts, Corey's involved with all that. He's always the music guy with Chappelle. So he starts waving at me. Hey, Scythe, get, get away from, get out of there. Like, shooing me. Shoo. Hey, shoo. Get, get from there. So I'm like, what? What's up? Like, and he comes to behind the DJ booth. He's like kneeling down. He's like bending down. He's like, hey, we're, we're taping this. And I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, good. We should tape this, right? But, like, who am I that I can't be on the tape? You know what I mean? Like, there wasn't a thousand guys back there, like a huge entourage. It was, it's Cypher Sounds reacting to Buster. I can be on this part of the film, whatever you're filming. You know what I'm saying? I'm the DJ yeah. from the Chappelle show. Yeah, I was just in the movie. I w- How about this? Now I'm getting angry. Now I'm getting angry. Uh, that makes two of us. I'm in the movie, and the only reason why I'm in the movie is because I may I took it upon myself to do an impromptu moment that was so fun it made the movie. You understand what I'm saying? Right. You willed that to happen. Right. So there was I was I was at Dave Chappelle's cornfield in ohio and erica badu quest love common tiffany haddish talib Kweli, they're all performing and john ham is there and i go i want to bring john ham on stage and do something fucking wacky right we're in ohio the audience is 80 percent white they're playing all this soulful Black music, Erica Badu is performing all this like I mean, so I'm like, so I tell Trauma, this is something I would do if I was DJing. I told Trauma, hey, get um journey, don't stop believing. Have it ready. I'll give you the cue. And I go out on stage and I'm like, Dave, it's fourth of July. We're having a great time. Black Lives Matter. This is right after George Floyd. I was like, thank God, all these people are respecting. Black music, Black Lives Matter, but it's Fourth of July. Some people don't know some of these songs. Why don't you play some for the white people? Journey comes on. John Han comes out, performs it. The crowd goes crazy. A moment. That's my moment in real life. I didn't know I was gonna make the movie with that moment, but that was my moment. And then uh, Erica Badu's like, throw on Teen Spirit. So I throw on Teen Spirit, and we throw on a couple other white songs. It's like a thing. So in my mind, I'm like, that wasn't planned. But I saw a couple moments that would get in a comedy show, but playing music. I see a couple things that will create a funny reaction, but people will go crazy for as a DJ, as a comedian, combining the two forces, 
people were filming a documentary. People were filming that July 4th instant. And it made it made it made such a great impact. They put it in the movie. So now it's the same thing. I'm on stage. Maybe I'm gonna come out and do something that will blow Madison Square Garden roof off. You know what I mean? You're as capable as anyone there of knowing what to do to do that. And I'm getting shooed. Hey, shoot, shit, kick, get like a rolled up newspaper. Bow, get, get, pop, pow, pow. Man, I don't know, man. The level of disrespect is like. I, I, first of all, as the as they say, thank you for sharing. <laughs> um, I'm glad you decided to share that. Hold on, Billy June just texted something. Want to move to Patreon? What I want you to do is suck my cock, Billy. Uh, we're almost over, Billy. I don't think it's gonna be a Patreon. It's if let me tell you one thing. If there's got to be Patreon, then you already went there, <laughs> and we weren't ready for it. Um, let me just say this. I mean, you know what though? You know what? No, no. You know what, Saif? You know what we could do? We could do literally a bonus fifteen minutes on Patreon. Okay. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know what, Billy June? I'm sorry I said suck my cock. I didn't mean it. <laughs> and. I would like to say yes. We will finish this on Patreon. Let's we'll we'll finish this therapy session on Patreon. I don't th- I don't think I'm in a I'm not in a therapy mode. What What do you mean? We're doing. No. We already no, no, started. Do- no, no, no. We're doing it. I'm not. I'm not sharing this in a. I feel really horrible way. I'm. This is more of a funny. Oh, thing. so then. Well, so then, what are you feeling? Because it sounded like you were like, yo, the disrespect felt kind of bad. Yeah, but it's more in a. To be honest with you, it's more in a comedic podcast storytelling disrespect i didn't feel okay i get it i, I still it. felt a way we'll, right. we'll talk on patreon we'll talk about it. come come join us hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain i learned this the hard way after losing my cat gingy so i created pretty litter a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors saving you money and potentially your cat's life Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 